Section 55 of Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Colleen McMahon. The World Story, Volume 5. Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 55. King Francis I and the Goldsmith. 1540 by Benvenuto Cellini. Through the wiles of his enemies, the Italian goldsmith Benvenuto Cellini was imprisoned by the Pope. He escaped once, but was soon captured and thrown back into his dungeon. Francis I, King of France, succeeded, through Cardinal Ferrera, in bringing about his release and sent for him to come immediately to France. The Editor we found the court of the french monarch at fontainebleau where we directly waited on the cardinal who caused apartments to be assigned us we spent the night very agreeably and were well accommodated the next day the wagon came up so we took out what belonged to us and the cardinal having informed the king of our arrival he expressed a desire to see me directly i waited on his majesty accordingly with the cup and basin so often mentioned being come into his presence, I kissed his knee, and he received me in the most gracious manner imaginable. I then returned his majesty thanks for having procured me my liberty, observing that every good and just prince like his majesty was bound to protect all men eminent for any talent, especially as were innocent like myself, and that such meritorious actions were set down in the books of the Almighty before any other virtuous deeds whatever. The good king listened to me until I had made an end of my speech, and expressed my gratitude in terms worthy of so great a monarch. When I had done, he took the cup and basin, and said, It is my real opinion that the ancients were never capable of working in so exquisite a taste. I have seen all the masterpieces of the great artists of Italy, but never before beheld anything that gave me such high satisfaction. This the king said in French to the Cardinal of Ferrara, at the same time paying me several other compliments greater even than this. He then turned about and said to me in Italian, Benvenuto, indulge yourself and take your pleasure for a few days. In the meantime, I shall think of putting you into a way of making some curious piece of work for me. The Cardinal of Ferrara soon perceived that His Majesty was highly pleased with my arrival, and that the specimens he had seen of my abilities had excited in him an inclination to employ me in other works of greater importance. Whilst we followed the court, we may justly be said to have been in great straits, and the reason is that the king travels with upwards of twelve thousand horses, his retinue in times of peace being eighteen thousand. We sometimes danced attendance in places where there were hardly two houses, were often under the necessity of pitching very inconvenient tents, and lived like gypsies. I frequently solicited the cardinal to put the king in mind of employing me, he made answer that it was best his majesty should think of it himself, advising me to appear sometimes in his presence, when he was at table. This advice I followed, and the king one day called me to him whilst he was at dinner. He told me in Italian that he proposed I should soon undertake some pieces of great importance, that he would soon let me know where I was to work, and provide me with tools and all things necessary. At the same time, he conversed with me in a free and easy manner on a variety of different subjects. The Cardinal of Ferrara was present, for he almost always dined with the king. The conversation being over, his majesty rose from the table, and the cardinal said in my favor, as I was informed afterwards, May it please your majesty, 
this benvenuto has a great desire to be at work and it would be a pity to let such genius lose his time the king answered that he was very right and desired him to settle with me all that concerned my subsistence the cardinal who had received the commission in the morning sent for me that night after supper and told me from the king that his majesty had resolved i should immediately begin to work but that he desired first to know my terms to this the cardinal added it is my opinion that if his majesty allows you a salary of three hundred crowns a year it will be abundantly sufficient next i must request of you that you would leave the whole management of the affair to me for every day i have opportunities of doing good in this great kingdom and i shall be always ready to assist you to the best of my power i answered without my ever soliciting your reverence you promised upon leaving me behind you in ferrara never to let me quit italy or bring me into france without first apprising me upon what terms i was to be with his majesty but instead of acquainting me with the terms you sent me express orders to ride post as if riding post was my business if you had then mentioned three hundred crowns as a salary i should not have thought it worth my while to stir for double the sum i notwithstanding return thanks to heaven and to your reverence since god has made you the instrument of so great a blessing as my deliverance from a long imprisonment i therefore declare that all the hurt you can do me is not equal to a thousandth part of the great blessing for which i am indebted to you i thank you with all my heart and take my leave of you and in whatever part of the world i shall abide i shall always pray for your reverence the cardinal then said in a passion go wherever you think proper for it is impossible to serve any man against his will some of his niggardly followers then said this man must have high opinion of his merit since he refuses three hundred crowns others amongst the connoisseurs replied the king will never find another artist equal to this man and yet the cardinal is for abating his demands as he would bargain for a faggot of wood it was signor luigi alamani that said this the same who at rome gave the model of the salt cellar a person of great accomplishments and a favourer of men of genius i was afterwards informed that he had expressed himself in this manner before several of the noblemen and courtiers this happened at a castle in dauphiny the name of which i cannot recollect but there we lodged that evening having left the cardinal i repaired to my lodging for we always took up our quarters at some place not far from the court but this was three miles distant i was accompanied by a secretary of the cardinal of ferrara who happened to be quartered in the same place by the way this secretary with a troublesome and impertinent curiosity was continually asking me what i intended to do with myself when i got home and what salary i had expected i who was half angry half grieved and highly provoked at having taken a journey to france and being afterwards offered no more than three hundred crowns a year never once returned him any answer i said nothing more to him than that i knew all upon my arrival at our quarters i found paolo and ascanio who were waiting for me i appeared to be in great disorder and they knowing my temper forced me to tell them what had happened seeing the poor young men terribly frightened i said to them to-morrow morning i will give you money enough to bear your charges home for i propose going by myself about some business of importance it is an affair i have long revolved in my mind and there is no occasion for your knowing it our apartments was next to that of the secretary and it seems very probable that he acquainted the cardinal with all that i intended and was firmly resolved to do though i could never discover whether he did or not i lay restless the whole night and was in the utmost impatience for the approach of day in order to put my design in execution as soon as morning dawned i ordered my horses should be in readiness 
and having got myself ready likewise, I gave the young men all that I had brought with me, with fifty gold ducats over, and kept as many for myself, together with the diamond which the duke had made me a present of, taking with me only two shirts and some very indifferent clothes to travel in, which I had upon my back. But I could not get rid of the two young men, who were bent upon going with me, by all means. I did my utmost to dissuade them, and said, one of you has only the first down upon his cheeks, and the other has not even that. I have instructed you to the utmost of my poor abilities, insomuch that you are become the two most expert young men in your way in Italy. Are you not then ashamed that you cannot contrive to help yourselves, but must be always in leading strings? This is a sad affair, and if I were to dismiss you without money, what would you say? Be gone directly, and may God give you a thousand blessings. So farewell." I thereupon turned my horse about, and left them both bathed in tears. I took a delightful path through a wood, intending to ride at least forty miles that same day, to the most remote corner I could possibly reach. I had already ridden about two miles, and in the little way I had gone, formed a resolution to work at no place where I was known. Nor did I ever intend to work upon any other figure but a Christ, about three cubits high, willing to make as near an approach as possible to that extraordinary beauty which he had so often displayed to me in visions. Having now settled everything in my own mind, I bent my course towards the holy sepulchre, thinking I was not got to such a distance that nobody could overtake me. Just at this time I found myself pursued by some horsemen, which occasioned me some apprehensions, for I had been informed that these parts were infested by a number of freebooters, called ventureri, who rob and murder passengers, and who, although many of them are hanged almost every day, do not seem to be in the least intimidated. Upon the near approach of the horsemen, I perceived them to be one of the king's messengers, accompanied by Ascanio. The former, upon coming up to me, said, I command you in the king's name to repair to him directly. I answered, You come from the Cardinal of Ferrara, for which reason I am resolved not to go with you. The man replied that since I would not go by fair means, he had authority to command the people to bind me hand and foot like a prisoner. Escanio, at the same time, did his utmost to persuade me to comply, reminding me that whenever the King of France caused a man to be imprisoned, it was generally five years before he consented to his release. The very name of a prison revived the idea of my confinement at Rome, and so terrified me that I instantly turned my horse the way the messenger directed who never once ceased chattering in French till he had conducted me to court. Sometimes he threatened me, sometimes he said one thing and sometimes another, by which I was almost vexed to death. On our way to the king's quarters we passed before those of the Cardinal of Ferrara, who being at his door called me to him and said, Our most Christian king has, of his own accord, assigned you the same salary that he allowed Leonardo da Vinci the painter, namely seven hundred crowns a year. He will pay you over and above for whatever you do for him. He likewise makes you a present of five hundred crowns for your journey, and it is his pleasure that they should be paid you before you stir from hence. When the cardinal ceased speaking, I answered that these indeed were offers worthy of so great a monarch. The messenger, who did not know who I was, seeing such great offers made me, in the king's name, asked me a thousand pardons. Paolo and Ascanio said, It is to God we owe this great good fortune. The day following I went to return his majesty thanks who ordered me to make him models of twelve silver statues, which he intended should serve as candlesticks round his table. He desired they should be the figures of six gods and six goddesses, made exactly of his own height, which was very little less than three cubits. 
when he had given me this order he turned to his treasurer and asked him whether he had paid me five hundred crowns the treasurer answered that he had heard nothing at all of the matter at this the king was highly offended as he had commanded the cardinal to speak to him about it he at the same time desired me to go to paris and look out for a proper house to work at my business telling me i should have it directly i received the five hundred gold crowns and repaired to paris to a house of the cardinal of ferrara's where i began to work zealously and made four little models two-thirds of a cubit high in wax of jupiter juno apollo and vulcan end of section fifty five this recording is in the public domain recording by colleen mcmahon